Hey there, friends. Okay, have you been feeling low energy? Maybe it's just starting or maybe you've been feeling it for a while. If so, you're going to want to tune into this podcast because that's what we're going to talk about. Um, Low energy is so common. There are many reasons for it. For women, our energy fluctuates throughout the month due to changes in hormones throughout our cycles, even uh, after menopause, we are still encountering hormone fluctuations. So, you know, women are exceptionally prone to energy fluctuations, but at men as well, of course, you know, my energy downgrades a bit, I guess I'll say, uh, each summer when the heat arrives. When I lived in Portland, it was the opposite. Um, Out there, it gets dark so early in the winter, and it's just cold, and your bones are cold. And so, you know, in the summer, I would really come alive because they were very mild. And then in the winter, I would be low energy. So there are definitely seasonal fluctuations as well. But overall, we have an epidemic of people who feel that they don't have the energy to take on common daily tasks, let alone extra things they might want to do, like, you know, start growing a garden or raising some chickens or cooking from scratch so they can get healthier, spending time outside, keeping up with their children. Maybe women are even contemplating having another child, but they don't know if they've got the energy for it. And so today we're just really going to address why uh, there's so why this epi- epidemic exists <laughs> and why people are, you know, feeling this lull of vitality, what you can do about it. So as you may know, I've got a group coaching series coming up on reducing toxic exposure. You may wonder why that's important. And it's really it's important for many, many reasons. One being that um, our body is well we're on toxic overload and you know when we are on toxic overload our energy levels dip and you know one reason being that our body is exerting a lot of energy trying to detox and bring you back to a healthy state many of the toxins themselves are draining and are literally killing us in a slow death that will likely end in some kind of degenerative disease look at how common and rampant degenerative diseases are these days. We've got cancer going crazy, dementia or Alzheimer's, whatever you want to refer to it as, autoimmune uh, issues, chronic inflammation, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and so on. These are killers. And they're going to make, you're going to, they're not just killers, they're slow killers and you suffer along with it. Now, you might be thinking, oh, high blood pressure, you're not really suffering. I just pop this pill every day. Well, those pills are killing you. Uh, They actually cause damage to your heart and blood vessels so that you don't register. It's not getting to the root of the problem. It's masking symptoms in a dangerous way. Let me just put it that way. The good news is these common health problems are reversible, but you're not going to find the answer in a bottle of pills. You're going to have to work at it. I know, I know, I know. We're in this, we're stuck. And and, and I don't blame any of us. I mean, we all need to take responsibility, but we were raised in a culture of convenience. And so we are kind of 
we're, pa- we're, we're kept pacified in a way that makes us not want to do the hard work. Very few people do the hard work it takes to become successful at anything. That goes for business, for relationships, for your health and wellness. Most people are struggling in multiple areas of life. And that's honestly for a number of reasons, but a big overarching theme is that we are lazy as a people, as a generalized society, we are lazy. I'm not trying to call you lazy, so don't take it personal, but um, that's we're just going to have to take responsibility and we're going to have to dig in and work hard. But I want to make it simple. So step one is to reduce your toxic exposure because let's face it, when you have more energy, you have more of what it takes to be successful in all of these areas in your life right? If you're feeling great and energized and you can accomplish a task and you don't need to sit down or you don't have that afternoon dip, but you can just kind of keep going. You wake up feeling energized in the morning. You're ready to take on the day and you can relax in the evenings knowing that you've accomplished a lot and rest at night knowing like, I got a lot done today. I was really productive. Things are going great. You don't have to go to bed with this to-do list of things that you're still forgetting. I mean, a to-do list is kind of always there and one of my tricks is to write it all down and so it's out of my head and I don't have to be like, I hope I remember this tomorrow morning. But that's a whole nother series or topic, I guess I should say. Okay, so we're gonna work on reducing our toxic exposure and we're gonna take a look at what we're really being bombarded with on a daily basis. Remember not to get overwhelmed here. This list is to help you understand how dire the situation actually is so you can begin to make some adjustments before it's too late. And when I say too late, I mean um, once you've already developed cancer or an autoimmune disease, it doesn't mean it's too late and you're doomed to death, but it means this isn't going to be an easy fix anymore. And you can talk to a friend of mine going through a natural cancer therapy right now. It's not easy. The traditional route didn't work for her. It may never have worked for her, honestly, because um, she seven years, not seven, I don't know how many years later, uh, four or five years later, has stage four cancer throughout her body when this chemo and radiation and all of that was supposed to get rid of the cancer to begin with. So traditional methods didn't work. Now she's got to go the natural route if she wants any chance of survival here. And it's not easy. You think, oh, I can just do it naturally. I don't have to lose my hair. I don't have to get sick from chemo. No, turns out that's not the way it goes. So when I say before it's too late, I mean before you've got to take drastic measures that are a massive imposition to your entire life and real setback. So let's get on this. One small change becomes two and then three. And before you know it, you're on the path to amazing health and vitality. All right, so... Some daily toxins that we are bombarded by. Chemtrails. Now, I know there's a lot of debate whether or not chemtrails really exist, but the weird thing is there shouldn't be. It's government documentation of cloud seeding. They've admitted it. It's on government websites. It's it's patented. It's all of that. You can learn more about this if you, um, well, if you just do a little digging, honestly. I've got a great book called it's by Ty Bollinger. I've mentioned it on here before. It's something like the mainstream media and the multitude of lying and some, I don't know, something like that. Lies and liars. It's this long, weird 
title. And honestly, the cover of the book is insane looking. And if I were to judge a book by a cover and a title, I would never have purchased that book. But um, they really dig into all of these different lies and myths and false flag events and all kinds of things. And one of the things they touch on in that book is chemtrails and they provide links to the government uh, documents that, you know, document all of what they're doing. So chemtrails, if you've never seen them, you have seen them. You, some people think they're contrails, which is that little trail that follows a plane up high in the sky. It's frost or ice that forms behind it and it dissipates quickly behind the plane. That's a contrail. But people have this, some people, I should say, non-believers have this, uh, idea that anything that they see following a train is a contrail, but chemtrails are those ones that don't go away and they tend to continuously spread out and then they create this sort of air pollution cloud that blocks out the sun. Um, so those are chemtrails. They're full of heavy metals, boron, aluminum, borium, I mean, sorry, not boron, Borium, aluminum, all kinds of toxic heavy metals. And if you know much about heavy metal toxicity, we are bombarded with heavy metals and they are um, a lead, a lead, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they're, they're what, one of the things that is known to cause dementia and neurological disorders. So, you know, if you drink out of aluminum cans, people cook on aluminum foil there's this this these chemtrails leach into the ground onto the plants into the soil into the water and down into the water table i i'd hope that they percolate a little bit and filter out but these are like fine particulate matter so i'm not sure i've heard they go into the water table below so chemtrails they really produce uh, pollute the air the water and the soil so pretty much everything with heavy metals now, there's ways to detox from heavy metals, for sure. Another um, heavy metal toxic products would be vaccines. They use heavy metal, or they use aluminum and weird metals to, like, as adjuvants to get the vaccine into your body. So, heavy metal overload there as well. Now, fluoridated water. Most city water has fluoride in it, but it's not just fluoride. It's chlorine and other things as well. And if you've ever seen a pipe, if you've ever seen where they're tearing up things downtown and they're pulling up the water pipes and you see inside of these old pipes, it is repulsive. So it's absolutely essential that you get some sort of filtration system. There's so many different options from a full house filtration system, reverse osmosis, um, a Berkey water filter. That's what I use. There's other water filters, but the Berkey is really, it filters out so much. It's a great option. It's crazy. If you, if you read about what it all filters out and you compare that to say your Brita filter, there's a definite difference. So check that out. Okay. So another toxin, um, well, I'll just say tainted food supplies because, because that covers a, a lot, um, processed foods, you know, box packaged foods with all kinds of fake, it's just fake food with a bunch of chemical additives and so on and so forth and things that sound good, but they're not, um, pesticides, 
of course sprayed on all of our foods vegetable oils in all processed foods and used for cooking that's used for cooking at restaurants at your friend's house unless people are actively in the know about vegetable oils they are probably using them and five six years ago when i learned about vegetable oils before before I read all about this and learned so much about how toxic these oils are, what they do to your body, how damaging they are, it wasn't even on my radar as a thing I was thinking about. So you don't really know until you know. Some people are like, oh yeah, I don't cook with canola oil. Well, that's great. If you're buying salad dressings or sauces from the store or breads that last longer on the shelf or treats for your kids, cereals, um, nutritional bars, even some protein shakes, um, dried fruits, all these things, they contain vegetable oils because they're used as a preservative. So you are indeed being bombarded with one of the most toxic things ever and you're ingesting it into your body. Okay. So another thing I just want to say about the tainted food supply, when you're eating these kinds of foods, you are probably suffering from digestive issues, which lead to low energy. You are probably a little bit overweight, if not a lot of bit overweight, which leads to low energy. So just things to keep in mind. It's a trickle down effect. It's not just that you weigh extra and you don't like the way you look in a mirror. Your gut is out of balance, which leads to immune um, health problems. You know, like your, your immune system is just not as good as it should be to fight off all of the threats, especially the 10 years of pandemic that the who and all those creepy globalist elites have promised are headed our way. Um, it, yeah, it's a trickle down effect. It affects your energy, which in turn affects how much effort you can put into things in one day. And if you've got kids at home and, you know, if you're not cooking for those kids, whole foods, you're setting them up for obesity, for health issues and all kinds of things. But you're probably not even able to really spend the time that you want to spend with your kids and you're certainly not growing your own food. So you're dependent on the system, which is threatening, well, which food supply is tainted and they're threatening, you know, food shortages and they're engineering all of this insanity to begin with. I mean, this is really important, you guys, really, really important. I don't know how to stress that enough. All right. So next, we are bombarded with toxins in our homes. Your carpeting, your rugs, your drapes, your sofas, all of the furnishings that enter your home are doused in flame retardants, which off-gas for a very long time. Now, one easy way to, um, let's say, minimize that is if you bring anything new home to uncover it and air it out outside for at least 24 hours before you bring it into your home. Of course, it will continue to off-gas for a while. And then there's things like paints and VOCs, um, stains on furniture. I mean, the list is endless of toxins in our home and we think our homes are cleaner than outside, but they're really not. They're worse. If you have uh, engineered wood flooring, that's off-gassing in your house for a very long time. I live in an RV. RVs are known for off-gassing for decades. All kinds of things that are happening inside of an RV. So there's a lot of measures that need to be taken. And look, one thing I want to... Um, express is that you 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 can't control everything in your life. You can't you can't stop the chemtrails. 
You can't stop the fluoride in the water. You can't, and, and not even just fluoride, think about lead in water and all of those things that happen that are going undetected until the amounts become so high and so concentrated that you have a situation like they had in, um, shoot, whatever that city was. I, whenever I get on here to record stuff, it's like every word I've ever known and every name of everything is gone from my memory. And then I'll, if I re-listen to my podcast after I record it, I'm like, saying the word in the place where it's supposed to go like how how could you not think about that I don't know there's something that happens inside my brain when I know I've hit record okay so and the other toxins in the home dust particles and dander those are just allergens right that allergens they may not be necessarily toxic to our health per se but they are um stopping our body has to focus on fighting these allergens versus fighting other things that they may be needing to fight off you know cancer is always growing in our bodies always and our cells are always killing it off fighting and that's it's not until our bodies are so overloaded with other tasks or toxins that it can no longer fight off those cancer cells where you see tumor marker numbers uh, going up and, and the growth of of tumors and so on and so forth okay so toxic cookware people are still um <laughs> if anyone's listening that that I know has teflon cookware in their home cough cough uh still cooking with that they're using plastic spatulas in pans plastic spatulas on the grill people are microwaving things in plastic still they are putting hot products into plastic and storing it um even if we're to talk about to go containers hot items stored in foam and plastic this is all toxic for your health. These are things are all contributing to cancers, to your body needing to detox, your body being on toxic overload. I guarantee it. Now, all of these things, one thing at a time, dust, mold, flame retardants, toxic cookware, these things, vegetable oils, whatever. If, if it was just one thing, I might be like, well, my body can handle it. You know, bodies are incredible. They really, truly are. So that might be true, but when we combine all of these factors, we're starting to see that we are, we're bombarded. Okay, I'm not even done. I'm not even done. So skincare products, unless, and I hate to say this, because it sounds like all or nothing. And maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. Unless you're making all of your skincare products, and I'm talking makeup, lotions, shampoos, soaps, um, face masks the things that you do that you call self-care and you buy those little face masks that come in the packets um the bath bombs with the artificial fragrances we call these things self-care and we we light these candles that are artificially fragranced with a toxic wax and we put them around our bathtub and we drop in a bath bomb with all kinds of weird colorings and artificial fragrances i mean some bath bombs aren't some are, are better than that but some not so much. You drop that in, you put this mask that you pull out of this thing. It's covered in propylene glycol and all kinds of things. And you put it on your face and you call it self-care. And really what you're doing is you are bombarding yourself with toxins in that very moment. Now, these things are very simple to make, but they take time. Now, another... So unless you're unless you're making all your own stuff, you are bombarding yourself with toxins and you're putting these things on your skin, the largest organ in your body. And if you don't believe that putting stuff on your skin matters, I would not put anything on my skin that I would not ingest into my body because it's 
just think of a nicotine patch or uh, uh, some pharmaceutical patches or um, um, hormones that you'll get for hormone replacement therapy if you're going through menopause and stuff and it's a roll-on that you put on your body or a patch that you put on your arm. That is proof right there that whatever you put on your skin is soaking in and having a systemic effect throughout your body. So I should not need to convince you anymore that it is imperative that what we put on our skin be um, just as non-toxic as things that we would put into our mouths and ingest. Okay, pharmaceuticals. If you are on pharmaceuticals, I just saw an amazing quote. It was, the person who takes medicine, but they were talking about pharmaceutical medicine, not herbal medicine, has to heal twice, once from the disease and once from the medicine. So <laughs> just just consider that. Now, weaning off of pharmaceuticals is an entire process. And the fact that it has to be done in such a step-by-step progressive type manner for safety should show you how dangerous this really is. The fact that you can't just stop. And let this be... Um, a reason, okay? A lot most pharmaceuticals are produced in China. China has shut down all ports. They've threatened shortages of certain pharmaceutical drugs. If you're not even concerned with the fact that these things are simply masking symptoms, not getting to the root cause and causing damage to your body because your body is constantly screaming out. High blood pressure is a symptom of something else. So your body is trying to tell you with high blood pressure, like, hey, something is going on. We need to get to the root of this. But instead of getting to the root of this so your body can function optimally, you're just saying, no, 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 here's this pill. I'm going to continue to live my life exactly like I have been. I am not interested in changing anything to help you out, body, even though your main role in life is to keep me healthy. And so it's really sad, honestly, what we're doing to our bodies. I mean, things like headaches, joint aches, you know, sometimes it's a symptom of something minor like allergies or whatever, like a headache, but, but joint pain, a lot of people take not, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories to, uh, mask symptoms of your body saying, Hey, there's inflammation somewhere. Maybe you're eating something that you're allergic to. Maybe, you know, it could be any number of things. And then depression and anxiety medications, you know, there are, four types of depression and only one of them is something that you should be taking a pill for and even then there's probably other ways besides taking a pill a a pharmaceutical pill there's other herbal remedies and there's other activities like exercise and things you can do like it's it's a brain only one of them is a brain let me just read something i screenshotted the other day types of depression situational A response to an event or strain of events, feeling sad, isolated, and negative for a period of time. An example would be the pandemic and how the government shut everything down and isolated everyone, and it led to a lot of depression. Okay, psychological depression, which would be a discrepancy between your hopes, happiness, and reality. It leads to a changed and more negative view on life. Um, An example would be just not being able to see a bright and happy future, especially right now with everything going on, right? Sometimes it's hard to see how this can turn all, how this can all turn out okay. I would say for that, the cure is Jesus. Uh, The cure for any of these is Jesus, really. But existential depression, a feeling after achievements or the death of a loved one, wondering who you are, why you do things or where to go. 
Um, an example would be after retiring, feeling like a goal is missing. And then we've got biological depression. A genetic vulnerability can play, can play a part in onset of depression. Both neurotransmitters and hormones influence mood. Example, a faulty mood regulation by the brain. Now, adjusting our, and balancing our hormones with natural remedies like chaste tree berry and things like that. Now, these are things that should be, you should go to a holistic doctor to get, you know, and someone who specializes in hormones and depression and anxiety, but in a natural way, things like that. Go to one of those specialists and let them do some tests, see where your hormones are at, see where things are going and uh, what, what would be the best option for you. Now, I've done that. I've gotten hormone testing and I take chaste tree berry just to balance out mild uh, imbalances. There's two kinds of estrogen and you can have estrogen dominance. And I did have an estrogen dominance, but I found out that the estrogen that was dominating was a cancer fighting estrogen. So I was like, hey, I'll take it. Not bad at all. Okay, so pharmaceuticals, I think I've made my um, point there. Alcohol, smoking and drugs. Obviously, if you're smoking, we know that's unhealthy. You know, I have some drinks now and then. I do. I'm not completely condemning alcohol. I would say it's way better not to drink alcohol at all. But if you enjoy it, I would keep it to a minimum. One night a week, two absolute max, which is still a lot and not, you know, just a couple of drinks. And the great thing about it is the the less you drink, the less alcohol you consume, the faster you get that little buzz and have fun and you don't need to consume more than that. So the less um, damage you're doing to yourself. Now, if you are, you can, you know, a lot of people don't drink at all. And I would, I mean, that's obviously the healthiest way to do it. But I do have drinks now and again. So I'm not going to preach something I do not practice, like stop drinking altogether. But definitely cut way, way back. They say that for women, the safest amount of alcohol to consume is one drink a day max. So that would be seven drinks a week. So that means if you got together a few nights a week and had a few drinks each night, you're already doing too much to your body. You really are. You're doing, it's for cancer causing things, you know, and men can tolerate more. So they say, I think two drinks a night for men. Now I would say besides that, like the whole cancer causing, you know, and if you're, if breast cancer runs in your family, your risk is higher if you're drinking more alcohol for women. But besides that, it really messes up your gut microbiome. It kills off good bacteria and it throws things out of balance. So your digestion can get out of whack. Um, You can experience things like infections that are caused by a Um, a bacterial, you know, like a bacterial vaginosis for women or yeast infections or other things that can happen due to a lack of good bacteria in your gut and an overproduction of the bad bacteria. So you want to be aware of all of the things that it does, not just like, well, cancer doesn't run in my family, so I'm fine. No, it's still affecting you negatively. I guarantee it. Not only that, I find if I have drinks the next day, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not 
hung over or anything like that, but I'm tired. I'm just not feeling my best self. So low energy right there. Smoking, it's what it's doing to your lungs and your blood and your body. Of course, that's causing low energy. Drugs, I mean, obviously, on, <clears throat> and I'm not necessarily talking about marijuana, although definitely that can cause laziness and low energy for some. But I'm talking about, you know, people addicted to pill popping pharmaceuticals or any other chemical drugs, just horrible for you, obviously. I mean, I shouldn't even have to list that here. It should be so obvious. Now, another one I want to throw in is EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, things like 5G and cell phones and wireless connections and all of that, even electricity running through your walls and, um, and the power lines nearby, phone, all of it. Now, there's a great book called The Invisible Rainbow, and it really, it's got a million sources, and it breaks down the health issues that have been happening in lockstep with each new electric technology, technological rollout since the beginning of this whole electricity phase, even when it starts back when people first discovered electricity through um when you <laughs> like electric shock like when you rub your is that what's electric shock it sounds like not exactly what i'm i mean electric shock therapy no but when you're walking on carpet and you build up that electricity and then you kiss someone and that spark people back in i can't even remember what year but before all this stuff you know before the light bulb or whatever they would do the build up this kind of electric static electricity that's the word i'm looking for static electricity and shock each other for a high it's pretty crazy i did not know this so there's a lot of interesting stuff in this book but they talk about you know when the first set of power lines went up and and all these different illnesses that rolled out in lockstep like yes it's speculation but when you start to see it happening over and over and over at the exact same time working the exact you can kind of start connecting the dots there right um so emfs huge all right so now that i've bombarded you with a list of all the things our bodies are being bombarded with and i'm sure there is plenty missing from that list let's talk about <laughs> some solutions right the body's job is to bring us constantly back into a state of homeostasis or balance. So it's always trying to detoxify and um, balance and run hundreds of systems and processes all day and all night. And that is a lot for the body. And the more it has working against it, the harder it has to work and the quicker it's, it fails. I mean, just think about your car. Your car might need an oil change and it's a light's coming on, a symptom telling you, hey, I need an oil change first symptom, right? Very mild. You don't get an oil change. You don't get an oil change. You don't get an oil change. And then, you know, your tires, they need air and the light comes on or you start seeing them flat and you got the first symptom and you're driving and you're like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then, uh, I'm making this analogy up as I go. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, and then like now you're car is making a weird ticking sound and you don't know what it is but it's definitely a symptom of something and you're like well I'm not going to take it in I'm not going to take it in and then uh, some electrical things start happening you know like a weird wire somewhere is tripped and your window won't roll down or this happens sometimes and that happens sometimes and 
And you're going to, oh, I'm going to get it fixed. I'm going to get it fixed one day. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're just driving this jalopy around. And it is just breaking down nonstop. You know the old saying, a stitch in time saves nine, right? So if we can help our body, stop our body from being overloaded with too much task, too much to detox, we can stop the development of cancers and all kinds of things. We can stop them in our tracks. But more importantly, yes, that's going to happen. That is actually more important. But because this whole topic is about energy, we're going to be improving our energy. Our body isn't going to be you know, overloaded with all of these detoxification processes it just exhausted. Oh, I should add dehydration. Well, you know what? That's going to come into the solution thing part. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I have notes here and I swear to God, I try to, I get off track and boom, it all falls apart. So I'm going to follow the notes. Okay. Um, right. So when your body starts to fail, you start to see progression of tumors, inflammation, joint pain, chronic issues, energy levels dipping rapidly, um, moodiness, depression, all kinds of things. So let's avoid it. As you can see by the list, literally everything in this modern age is working against us. Unfortunately, convenience has created a lot of toxic byproducts. That mixed with corporate greed and other agendas, where they're just poisoning us. You know what I mean? They're poisoning us. Let's be honest about it. Um, yeah, our great-grandparents, and, and for some of you, maybe just your grandparents, I don't know who's listening to this or what age groups everyone is in, but they weren't bombarded with all of this. They were canning their own produce in glass jars with no BPA lining and they weren't using a bunch of weird additives as stabilizers and things they were using natural things around them preserved foods were healthier foods than what we've got now what we think of when we think of uh, storable foods are typically not that good for us um, they didn't have a ton of power and EMFs they, they weren't bombarded with all of these things they, what what else? The, I don't know. I, you guys can come up with it. I'm, I didn't even make this list. This wasn't part of my notes. It's one of those things I can get off track with. But they just didn't have to worry about so much. So, you know, I, I know people like my dad. <laughs> Sorry, dad. He doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. But he'll say things like, oh, people have been doing this for years or that for years or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, that's a valid point. People have been doing a lot of certain things for years. But now these things have become way more toxic and it's not just that one thing. It's everything I listed. It's that we're being bombarded. We're being hit on all sides. So just because your, you know, dad or grandpa or whatever smoked and died at 99 or uh, was drinking until he died in the late, you know, he was 103 I don't know. I always do that accent when I have people telling dumb stories. Sorry to anyone with that accent. It does not make you dumb. Um, That's just... It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They probably had a lot of more... um, Their genes were a lot better, a lot stronger to begin with because their families were eating, growing up on whole foods. They didn't grow up eating processed foods. Like all like genetic vulnerabilities are way more pronounced now because of all of these things that we're being bombarded with. You can kind of see how it all cascades into one large health issue and it is no longer, we can no longer just isolate one event 
Like, my grandpa smoked until he was 99 and was fine. We can't isolate those events anymore and say, so I can expect the same outcome because we are looking at the complete breakdown of health and, and everything that we know about, you know, how to live long and prosper in society. So, um, let me move back to my notes again. Okay, so what can we do about this? How can we start to... Uh, fix remedy the situation well we are gonna have to start by making one change at a time you likely um have at least one thing you'd like to change that comes immediately to mind maybe you know that you need to stop drinking coke every day or diet coke or whatever either of them they're both bad for you just in case i have to say that Maybe you need to quit smoking or eating so much processed foods or drinking alcohol or you want to wean off pharmaceuticals. Whatever it is, you start by taking one small step today. But the very first step before you figure out what your first step is, is to find your why. Without knowing your why, the why reason that you want to do this, following through is going to be a lot more difficult when that craving comes. Okay, so why do you want to do this? Is it to lose weight? Well, okay, that's your first why. You're going to go through seven levels. Now, this is a tactic I learned from Dean Graziosi, and it's called his seven levels deep. And you ask yourself why seven times. Why to the previous question. So why do you want to do this? I'm going to give some examples. It's to lose weight. I want to do it to lose weight. Okay, why do I want to lose weight? So I can have more energy and I need more energy. Well, why do you need more energy? Well, because I can't keep up with my kids. They're running me into the ground. I just, I'm not giving them the life they need. Okay, why do you need to keep up with your kids? You know, and you just keep going seven times deep and you get to this, he says, he swears, and it seems to work. But by the seventh time, you should get to your absolute why. And you need to write down this why. Because the times are going to come, and, and you can't expect to be perfect all of the time, but you're going to need something to look back to as your reason for not doing the thing that is habitual, the thing that is addictive, the thing that you want to stop doing that you're, you know what I mean? You're going to need this. So figure out your why. And then you need to make a game plan. So you've written down your why. Now all you have to do is say, what's the first step? What's the first step? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Maybe it's drinking more water. Maybe it's like, I just feel so dehydrated. You know, like I said earlier, dehydration plays a major role in how tired you are. If you're dehydrated, you're going to feel bad in the number of ways and exhaustion is one of them. So maybe you just know you need to add more water in. And this isn't even taking anything out. It's just adding something in. So then you need to make a game plan. Like, what is that? What does that look like for me? How can I actually achieve this? Maybe you're going to run to the store and you're going to buy one of those 64 ounce water bottles that um, you carry with you everywhere you go. Some of them have little, you can do this, almost there, blah, 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 like things down the side with little lines of, you know, how, how far down you've gotten in the water bottle. It's cute and helps you stay on track or whatever. Maybe you don't care about that. Maybe you have a 33 ounce water bottle and you know that if you refill that three times, you are getting more than enough water and that's awesome. Um, maybe you want to quit drinking Coke. 
And rather than stopping altogether, because you know you've got, you know, a lot of people, when they drink Coke, it's like coffee. It's like their afternoon pick-me-up. They love it. Like when two o'clock rolls around, they're just like, I'm so bored. I'm going to pop open this Coke. It's going to give me that little extra excitement. You know, it's like a fizzy drink. It's something special. It's something out of the ordinary. And it makes just, it just brightens that part of the day. So rather than trying to just be like, nope, I'm not going to have anything to brighten that part of the day or whatever, you just figure out a, like a, a substitute. So for me, a great substitute is just a soda water, like a LaCroix or a similar product. Maybe it's flavored, maybe it's not. Even just a regular soda water for me, I just like it. It's like I've got, I can pop open the can. I can, it's fizzy. It's something different. I enjoy it. So something like that, or maybe you want to even get more healthy with it and make yourself a special infused drink. So people get those water bottles and you don't even have to have one. You can infuse your water some other way. Um, but they get the water bottles with that little center and you can put like um, strawberries and cucumber slices in there and some mint leaves and you fill it with water and you let it sit all day and then come afternoon, you know, you've got it in the cooler. It's all cold and nice and you pull that out. And you drink that and it's now it's all oh, so delicious it's infused it's healthy it's something new you know you just got to come up with little solutions so little adjustments like this can help you kick a bad habit once and for all and some habits are obviously harder than others and some aren't habits as much as much as they are convenience like prepackaged processed food for instance we can people tend to eat a lot of that because it's convenient because they're busy you know and and they think, oh, I can't possibly make a meal from scratch. But honestly, that is not true at all. There are really, you know, with the invention of the Instant Pot or Crock Pots, it's a lot easier to make wholesome, delicious foods in no time at all than it than it used to be. I mean, I don't know. It, it, there was always Crock Pots and, you know, cast iron things and stuff like that. But you can... Put stuff in a crock pot, set it on low before you go to work and get home to the smell of amazing food that's nourishing to your body. And uh, it was really easy to make. You barely took any time. Just a little prep in the morning. You may have to make a little adjustment to how early you wake up. I, you know, I don't know what your adjustments are going to need to be. That's something for you, each individual, to figure out for themselves. A lot of these uh, toxins that I, are listed above are are invisible slow killers like when it comes to emfs for example you can be completely unaware that it's having any effect but some people are highly sensitive to emfs i have a friend like this and they can tell you immediately if there's a, a phone or a computer that's extra high and putting off a lot more electromagnetic frequencies and it's no joke. It really, really affects them. And there are things you can do to lower your exposure. Some things I would say are speculative. Like you don't really know if they're working, right? Like shungite is a stone. I've got a shungite necklace on right now. It's There's a, multiple studies done to show that it does help protect from harmful EMFs. But I'm wearing it and I have no idea if it's working because I'm not a sensitive person now. If you've got a friend who's sensitive to these things, ask them to try it out you know, some experiments on them and, and <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> Have them experiment with it for you. Um, there's stickers and things that go on the back of your phones. There's grounding things that plug into your walls. Now I've got all of these things. I've even got a little bracelet, but I don't really know if any of them are working. So the best things that you can really do are grounding techniques, like standing in the dirt barefoot, 
for 10, 20 minutes a day, just getting that earth's uh, frequency is a lot lower and slower and more harmonizing than the frequency. So earth has an electro, not all electromagnetic frequencies are bad when they're slow and in harmony with the earth and our natural rhythm where, where we should be. Um, that's good. It's that all of these products have this, this really high, crazy frequency that throws us out of whack. I know it sounds science fiction-y or just super woo-woo, but it's true. So if you go stand, do some grounding techniques like that, if you hardwire your internet, um, you can, instead of having all the Wi-Fi radiating through your space, hardwired internet is the way to go. Just work at your desk where you've got a plug. You know what I mean? It's not that bad. Everyone's, so it's the convenience that we're addicted to. The being on our phones all the time and having it connected to Wi-Fi and stuff. I mean, there are changes you have to make for your health. Honestly, I love a simpler time and I just want to get back to a time where there was flip phones even. as like That's sad that that's a simpler time now. But even just landlines, which are still now connected somehow to Wi-Fi or whatever. I don't know how it works anymore. Everything is so weird, but I like a simpler time and I have no, I'm not opposed at all to moving backward to move forward. And that's really what we need to be doing in the world in general. Um, but the EMFs, you know, that's, that's a hard one, especially if you've got to convince your family. Uh, yeah, just, you know, 5G, fight it fight 5g man oh my goodness okay so moving on what there was something i was going to say this is where my notes end (laughs) and i just had something really great come to mind and now it's gone um look we're being bombarded there's a lot that we need to do but we got to take it one simple step at a time okay now in my series reducing toxic exposure coming up this is i i I maybe i should have named it something different because it doesn't draw you in. People don't realize why they need to reduce their toxic exposure. But what I am really doing is teaching you how to get more energy and live a longer, healthier life full of vitality, you know? So you can do all of the things you wanna do. You can start the homestead, you can cook from scratch, you can grow your own vegetables, you can spend more time with your kids. You can indeed do it all. You can have a successful business and spend time with your family and still cultivate a loving relationship with your husband because you've got the energy when you get back home from work because you are a healthy person and your body is thriving optimally. That's what this six-week group coaching course is about. We're going to kind of deep dive into a different topic each week. And then we're going to come up with solutions and we're going to actually get change. We're going to see change. Now, one thing I want to stress about this is when people think group coaching, they think that they've got to be on a screen with a bunch of other people. They think that they've got to be there at a very specific time and everyone's schedule is so different. So I'm running this group coaching a little bit different. I'm recording a video and I'm posting the video and within that 24 hour period when you can get to watching the video is great because then you're going to might have some questions and you're what you're going to do is you're going to message me the questions and you're going to work on the one solution that you've come up with or that we've come up with for um the week for this one we're going to work on one thing together each week so you're going to want to catch it on the first day 
And then throughout the week, midweek, I'm going to record another video that answers all of the questions that I get from everybody in the group. And then you're, you're going to get your answer right there on that video. And likely people usually have the same questions or they might have a question that you didn't think of and you're like, oh yeah, interesting. And um, so it's, it's great to tune into both of those things. Um, if you want to register, I am running, I'm going to give, I have a freebie. <laughs> I've got a freebie that's going to get you started, even if you don't want to register. Um, now, my freebie, we're going to go through the seven levels deep exercise. We're going to talk about what in depth about some major toxic overloads and how we can start to heal them. I'm going to have a couple of recipes for you that make things easy and show you how simple it can be. It's going to be a little ebook. It's awesome. Go grab that in the show notes. You can scroll down, hit the link and go grab it. Or you can go to holistichomeandlifestyle.com and go to the freebies tab and grab that there. And if you are just like sold and you know you want to get on this and you want to sign up, there's a tab called Reduce Toxic Exposure. If you click on that tab, you're going to see all the information about the group coaching series when it begins, which is June 27th. And you're going to be able to sign up right there. So go check that out if you're serious about it. I mean, there's no time like the present because there's not, we're not going to have another one of these sessions for at least six weeks, but then I'm probably going to take a little break before we start up again. So if you're serious, I would recommend you sign up now. And, uh, I would love to hear, you know, share this podcast. I'd love to hear from you what you think, what you want to work on. Um, share this podcast with anyone you think would be interested in this. I think this is vital information we need to get out to everybody because this is a time we really can't afford to be lazy. The powers that be, you know, whether you believe that or not, that things are working against us right now. Whether you believe it's it's an organized conspiracy or if you think it's just all happenstance, there's no denying that there's food shortages coming, inflation is on the rise, we need to become more self-sufficient. You know, food practices are toxic. Um, we need to be growing our own food raising our own livestock, raising our children to know how to ha do these things. A lot of people don't have any skills right now. We need to be learning skills that allow for survival. You know, people, I find it very interesting that in, in movies and books and all whatever stories that they portray wealth as someone who can hire everything out to someone else. They don't have to do anything but sit back on their boat and throw money into the air and smoke cigars and cheers with all their friends in the sunshine. Now that those people who live that lifestyle are actually highly depressed because there's no purpose there. No purpose whatsoever. We are built to need to have purpose and and to be able to do things with our hands to be connection with the earth, with God, with each other. Um those things bring real happiness and, and health, right? Because the number one, you can have all the money in the world, but if you're sick and dying, there's nothing there for you. None of it matters. Nothing. The sick, wealthy person wants your health. You know what I mean? So if you, if you can cultivate skills that allow you to be 
getting out in nature where we should be in harmony with God and what he wanted for our lives. And we're connected to the food, to the earth, to our friends, to our family. We're sharing family meals. We have the energy to do these things. And that's real wealth. That really is. It's not about not knowing how to do anything and being able to hire everything out to someone else. It's about knowing how to take care of yourself. No matter what comes your way, you're prepared, right? No matter food shortages or health problems, you know, little remedies. And there's so much to learn. I'm telling you, I'm like one of those people who I get new books all of the time. I'm constantly trying to learn more and grow so that I can be I I don't have to depend on anyone else. I can be truly free. I can be truly independent. And that doesn't mean, you know, I understand that God wants us to be dependent on him. And I really believe that that a self-sufficient lifestyle really is dependent on God. It's dependent on him for a million reasons. Whether for him to just protect us, you know, we are at God's mercy at all times. I'm not talking about self-sufficiency and independence from God. I'm talking about living in harmony with what he intended for our lives. And he definitely did not intend for us to just be so rich and wealthy that we sit back and do nothing but drink and party and, you know, I don't know, vacation with our kids. Like we have purpose. There is meaning to all of the things that he intended for us. And so getting back to that way of life, it takes energy. It takes even mental energy. You know, by the t- if you're going to take on a new skill by the end of your day of taking care of babies or children or homeschooling or working, whatever it is that you're doing with your day, you have to have the mental capacity to try and learn something else, right? Or you have to fit it in somewhere in the day. I know for me, uh, at the end of the night is when I need to unwind. It is not when I can be learning more. I mean, there are some rare occasions where I'll take on something more, but but like I said, this is this is imperative in this time, in this day and age. We need to go back in time and learn what our grandparents and our ancestors knew how to do because they were not at the mercy of the government for every single thing. And they weren't just popping pills that mask symptoms to feel better. They were healing themselves with natural remedies. And yes, people say, oh, you know... They died so young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. People got dysentery and they got weird things that, you know, antibiotic could have cured or whatever. An infection got too far on. They didn't know how to diagnose things. Yes, there are advancements that are are very useful and great. And, um, you know, emergency surgeries for, you know, the, the Western medicine is great for, and I've said this before, for broken bones or emergency life-saving surgeries, but it's not great for getting to the bottom of a chronic illness and a degenerative disease. And that's what's killing most people these days. So if we can have a healthy balance between Western medicine and curing actual things and preventing disease, this is a great start. You guys, have I, <laughs> I mean, I could just go on and on because I'm so passionate out pulled my hair out about this topic. I, I really am because it, it's it's so encompassing of everything in our lives. We need this. We need this. So if you're interested in it, go sign up holistichomeandlifestyle.com. Grab the freebie. Scroll down to the show notes. I've got links down there to all of it. You guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, the show notes should be there. Uh, Share this with friends and family because this is important. Um, Leave a comment. Leave a review, please. That would be awesome. That really helps to get the podcast out there to more people. 
I really appreciate your guys' support. And I want to be here to support you too. I want us all to be around. I want us to be kicking ass and taking names. And we really need to take our health and our wellness into our own hands in order to do that. So I hope to see you in the group coaching. You guys, it's going to be awesome. And please pass this message on to anyone that you love and care about. And have a fabulous day.